Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocery and The Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you. Marinero, the sick podcast. And wow, the Habs are off to their worst 10-game start in 80 years. That's right. 2-8 and eight is their worst record since 1941-42. Joining me to talk about it from Global TV Montreal, Brian Wild. What's going on? 80 years. I didn't know that. What a disaster. Years. What a disaster. Wow. What a That's disaster. a lot of years, dude. <laughs> what a disaster. Um, so listen, 5-2 uh, loss in Los Angeles on Saturday afternoon, 4-2 loss in Anaheim on Sunday afternoon. Players meeting after the game in Los Angeles. Mark Bergevin goes down to talk to the team as well. Um, what do you make of the weekend that was and the two losses in Los Angeles and in Anaheim? Well, you know, the, I got a lot of thoughts, but I mean, when you look at, at the play, they got what they deserved. It wasn't like they were good by any stretch at all in any facet of the game. Uh, and the win they did get on the road trip was part and parcel of a 45 safe performance, second only to Jacques Plante's 52 in the history of the franchise for a shutout. So uh, what did they do all four games? Not much. And overall, you had a team last year that was starting to build down the middle and, and really be a good club. And now they're weak down the middle again. And last year, they, they they managed well enough on the back end to move the puck up ice. And this year, they can't move the puck up ice. And stay-at-home defensemen eventually find that they stay home a lot. And, you know, that's their makeup. They're not good on defense. Uh, they're missing their number one goalie, but their number two is not the problem. And they're terrible down the middle. And so a bunch of wingers that aren't bad at shooting don't get a chance to. Yeah, I totally agree with you down the middle. It's a sick podcast, and the show's brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, no preservatives. Now available in Quebec grocery stores and at the beer store. <laughs> you have to drink to forget about the Canadians' problems. Here. Yeah, I had a beer after the game uh, last night. Just uh, I wrote, I was finished writing, and I said, uh, I need a beer. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send you some Cherry River. All right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Mark Bergevin goes down and I'm going to, you know what, let, let, let's get to the whole center ice issue and then I'll go to Mark Bergevin. And I totally agree with you. And it's not like I got anything against Christian Dvorak. I like him as a good player. I, you know, in terms of him replacing the, no, I think they needed him in the, no, but better off yet, better yet. I I've, I've had this, I've gone with this, the entire training camp, the entire start of the regular season. I'm going to go with it. Now, every center iceman they have on that team is playing one spot above where they should be. That's it. If this team was a legitimate contender, plain and that's simple, it. that's it. That's it. You hit it, right? That's absolutely it. You're yeah. 100%. That's a problem. Because what happened last year is Philip Deneau, while not very good at scoring, as we all know, and didn't play on the power play because of it, was an amazing neutralizer. And we've talked about this before. 100%. Played the best yes. lines in the league, the best centers in the league, and he neutralized them. And, An that line, worker. and that line was top five in the league in Corsi and uh, expected uh, goals percentage all the time. For years and years and years. And yep. that meant that Suzuki didn't have to face the best players in hockey. And that's exactly what you're getting at when you say everybody's one ahead of where they should be. Correct. Now Suzuki's facing the best players in hockey, and he can't handle it. Whereas last year, he was getting the second 
tier of player in hockey, and he handled it really, really well. So, so now Nick's not a 1C. He's a 2C. And, and even if Deneau is not a 1C, he handled people as a 1C yeah. to make Nick get to play as a 2. And Dvorak, as much as people like his game, and I guess he's fine, but he was, he, he was a part of a team that lost an awful lot of games in Arizona. Yeah. And now he's a team that, part of a team that loses an awful lot of games in Montreal. And, and I'm not a big fan of a guy who all I can ever see is he's always on a losing team. So is he really super unlucky or is he not able to change the composition of a game enough to turn an L into a W? Well, so you've got him, maybe he should be lower too. But what they really miss overall, Tony, is what you've, what you've just hit the nail on the head yeah. is that there's just no one that can compete with the other team's one C. Yeah, and I, I don't, listen, I don't think Dvorak takes the same pride in the defensive part of the game than Deneau does. Uh, I just, at least I haven't seen it just yet because Deneau took a lot of pride in that. You saw it every single matchup he went up against, every single challenge, he embraced it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, and he usually came out on top. All right, now. Right, and Tony, and while I wasn't a lover of Kotkaniemi in his defensive game at all, and I think that he will become a better player than he is right now, and he didn't show us a lot in his time with Montreal, but he's still a young man. But the bottom line is he was a 3C. And he did well as a 3C in terms of what his ice time looked like and the tilt of it, whether it was offensive or defense. And with everybody in the wrong spot now, even the three seed, if it's going to be Jake, Jake Evans, he's not strong enough for that role either. So, you know, I mean, like you said, they're just, it's one ahead. And I don't even know if he's an everyday four C and I like Jake Evans a lot, but if you're a really good team, he's not always in the lineup. Uh, And it's the same thing on defense, Tony. It's the same thing on defense. Who's your first pair? I mean, is that a first pair? No. And I'm not sure when Edmondson comes back, at least you got a chance. Like somebody asked me the other day, how does this turn around? And everybody wants this guy fired and that guy fired and whatever. But, you know, you are what the talent is for the most part in hockey, I think. And um, the only hope, I think, Tony, is that defensively, if Edmondson comes back and Petrie and Edmondson can be a true first pair, then they have a chance. You know what I mean? But if they don't behave like a first pair – then they have no chance. There's no chance to see them. Well, if you want to pick up, you know, he just talked about, Brian just talked about Kakanyemi with the Canes and Phil Deneau with the Los Angeles Kings. Their jersey or any jersey, any sport, any team, sportbuffshop.com for all of your officially licensed sports apparel and more. And even our sick merchandise. Use code 615 for 15% off on all of their items. All right, now, um, I really feel bad for Suzuki. I mean, out of all of them, I really feel bad for him because he's got the pressure of the world on his shoulders to produce. And like you said, he's going up against the tougher matchups now. It's more difficult for him. we got to keep in mind, I mean, between regular season and playoffs, I think he's got give or take about 150 games under his belt. He's only 22 years old. He's being fast-tracked in Montreal, the highest pressure city of any city in the National Hockey League. He was really down on himself on the weekend. You heard about it. But Dominic Ducharme said after the weekend's games that uh, they had options. They were looking at options for some of these players. Brian Cole Caulfield has one assist after 10 games and was getting less and less ice time. And you can tell that his coach wasn't trusting his game as much as he used to. And you could tell that Cole wasn't playing with the same confidence that he used to. It all resulted in being sent down to the Laval rocket today. And I've been talking about this for about a month that people have been saying, Take it easy on the kid. And I said, I am. 
I want what's best for the kid. I believe this. I don't believe in skipping steps unless you're Sidney Crosby, Connor McDavid, and Nathan McKinnon. Then you can go from junior hockey to the big league. Unless you're one of those guys or you're in the minority in the two or three percent, chances are you can't skip steps. It'll catch up with you. And I commend this decision by the Canadians, Brian. It's not a popular one, but I commend it. Yeah, I do too. This is the path that I would have taken as well. Uh, I wrote in the Call of the Wild last week that he needed to be sent to the minors. Uh, I agree with you 100% that I think there are far too many players that are thrown right into the NHL, even the, even the ones that people may ultimately say found success. Like, I think a great example is Jack Hughes. I mean, that's my perfect example. He goes one overall and everybody yeah. rushes him to the NHL. And now he's fine, it seems, in terms of that he's playing and he's put in some good minutes. But yeah. did he really develop at his best? Because in his first season, he touched the puck five times a night. I mean, if you want to do well in the NHL, you have to do well in the league before it. You have to dominate that league. Because when you dominate a league, you have the puck on your stick all the time. You don't, you don't develop as a hockey player without the puck on your stick. Because you're just a watcher. If you're just watching the game go yeah. by, that's not developing. You want to dominate. You want to play in all situations. You want to try stuff. I don't know if I can do this in the NHL. Well, like, let me see if I can do it here. Yeah. I want to try some moves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I just, like, I agree. I thought, I thought no if, you're not, if you're not Crosby, if you're not yeah. like a very, very special player, Nico yeah. uh, sure is another one. Okay, so he goes in, he's number one. They put him right in there. Yeah. And and he's okay, it seems. But could he have developed better by not being thrown into the NHL? Nolan Patrick. No, but he's – and Nolan Patrick's another example. Too much, so too we'll soon. we'll never know because that's not what happened. Yeah, right? he, correct. He didn't get to see them in the AHL. So we'll never know because you can't do two things at one time. But isn't the one pick supposed to be a little bit better than this? I mean, they're not bad, but yeah. they were like the one pick. And I really don't think players develop that well without the puck on their stick. Kotkaniemi is another example. You can't – and everybody says, well, he was great last year. Okay. Cole Caulfield was great last year. But you know what is, yeah. is very often happens? It's the nine-game surge, the 13-game surge, the 20-game yeah. surge. The adrenaline is crazy. The excitement is crazy. And uh, you're, you've got a lot of confidence, but of course. Then the grind. Then the grind starts. And he, was, grind he was. He was. Different. Brian. He was riding the wave, and also uh, a lot of young players can come in and take a league by surprise. But once they figure them out, just the way he figures out goalies, they can figure him out too. Then it changes a little bit. And look, people are probably going to watch love this. Him, of course, we do, Brian. People are probably him. watching We're not this thing. Not good. We love him. It's just yes, the right and, thing. And he's good enough, like he's a good enough talent to play in the National Hockey League. We're not saying that. Yeah, what we're saying is, what we're saying is, yes, Cole Caulfield can play those 12 or 13 minutes a game. And yes, he might score a goal or two. And he might even score two goals in three or four games from now. But what we want and what the goal should be is maximizing a player's potential so that the player could be their very best for as long as possible. And for that to happen... Caulfield needs to go to Laval. He needs to play on the first line. He needs to play in all situations. He needs to play over 20 minutes a game. And he needs to shoot the puck and score goals. And I don't want him around the losing environment either. For what? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I love your point because a lot of people are responding on Twitter to me saying that I think he should go to the minors with he's fine. Well, we're not shooting for fine here. We're shooting for a lot better than fine. You're shooting for superstar. You know, you're shooting yeah. for star. So let him learn the things that will make him be a star. Firing the puck 10 times a night, playing 22 minutes, playing on the power play, tons of different situations. That's going to make him a star. Fine. Fine. Who cares if he's fine? Yeah. There's more that's wanted from this player than just being good enough. I want the same thing for Romanov. I think he should be sent to the minors too. Me too. But that's not popular. But but you look now, he's tentative, Romanov. Right? Romanov. I mean, you look, he's tentative. You can see it. He looks confused. It looks like it's going fast for him. His assignments are wrong sometimes. He makes bad decisions periodically. I mean, will he stop that for the rest of his career? No, he won't. But if you're playing, if you're dominating the American Hockey League, you're playing 23 minutes a night, in all situations, you get to even be on the power play down there. You're a more well-rounded player in the end, especially on a team that's already probably not making the playoffs, Tony. I hear you. I got a big question for you. Yeah. Let's pretend the Montreal Canadiens team, the players, were students in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Right now, how many students are passing the year? Honestly, I think I'd say zero. Okay. Who's passing? Now, who, who, who do you give in a passing grade right now? So you know where I'm going with this. No. I, I, oh, I would think you'd. Okay, hold on. <laughs> You'll understand it in a second, okay? Oh, I'm sorry, Hoffman. I'm going to say no. Hoffman. No. Okay, so one is passing. Okay. Is that fair? My sons have failed a class before. I usually ask to see the class average. I usually ask to see how many are failing. And if there are the only ones who failed, I know it's on them. Right. If 22 of 23 students in a class yeah. fail... It's on the teacher. Is it on the students or is it on the yeah. teacher? And now hold on a second. Don't no, get me no, wrong. No, there's no awful. way they can fire Dominic Ducharme after extending him three years less than four months ago. And I'm not saying that. But we probably have a teacher problem or the approach the teacher is taking in trying to explain the subject matter. Tony, I think this is one of the best examples I've ever heard in my life. I really do. I don't even know how to add to it. It's a brilliant, brilliant example. You're a hundred percent correct. Well, I, I got to tell you, a beautiful, I, beautiful. It's it's an it's an analogy from heaven. Well, I got to tell you, I'm not going to take credit for it, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I I spoke along these lines, okay, and a mm-hmm. texter texted me saying, "Well, then it's not a student, you know, it's not a student problem; it's a teacher problem." When I talked about the fact that none of them are playing 100%. well. Or maybe one player. No, you're you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100. percent So now, on to Mark I, there's Bergevin. There's no way to there's no way to argue this because you know when you look at the lineup of the Canadians, Tony, it's. I mean, they're struggling down the middle. We talked about that. They don't have puck moving defensemen, and Mark, for the life of me, is never going to stop being Dorian Gray on that, and that's just, you know that's a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but you're you're right. There are some talented hockey players, and if you look at their goal totals throughout their careers, you see you know. Uh, you see 30s and you see 20s, yeah. right? And you don't see 40s necessarily, even though Toffoli last year would have been on pace for uh, something that started with a four if it was yeah. the first season. But um, 
you're exactly right. So why are they all failing so badly? There could be something else. Career numbers. So it could be the teacher or, and Mark Bergevin goes into the room after the loss on Saturday afternoon in Los Angeles to try and make the players get the point that is not coming across. Uh, He's trying to support his coach. But at the same time, there is something else it could be. Yeah, and you, I have. Do no you clue think they're a good is. team? Yes or no? Uh, no, no. Me I neither. Know. I mean, you and I both. Uh, actually, I'm not sure, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that you also predicted them to not make the playoffs, right? I predicted them to not make the playoffs. I predicted uh, them to finish fifth in their division. That's what I did. Two points ahead of Ottawa, which right now they're yeah. behind. But the reason why I asked this is there could be something else. Brian Wild, you say they're not a good team because you know they're flawed. One center spot above everyone. And yeah, no puck moving defensemen, a exactly. lack of toughness at the forward position, yada, yada, yada. I think yeah. the same thing. Brian, yeah. maybe the people, maybe the players think the same thing as well. Carey Price is not there. Edmondson's not there. Weber's not there. They lost the no. They lost Perry. They lost all. And they're probably looking at the one center. Above, they're probably looking at this and saying, Brian, they probably don't believe. It doesn't mean they're not trying, Brian. Yeah. They're yeah, probably trying, but once they go down in a hockey game, they're probably like, we're not very good. We're not going to come back, man. Yeah, confidence problem. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, like, I, I don't know. It, like, yeah, we're supposed to be geniuses, but uh, I don't know. And obviously, Bergevin doesn't know, and Ducharme doesn't know either, because if they had the answers, you know, it'd be different. But I don't know. <clears throat> I can no. only tell you, I think they're weak down the middle. Uh, they're all in the wrong place, and... They've needed a puck-moving defenseman since Markov left, and he refuses to get one. And, um, you know, and I'm not sure, you know, when you look at the special teams, you that's one of the aspects of a game that a coach can control, the special teams. And, you know, I believe I haven't seen such poor penalty killing since the 1980s. Uh, So surely the coaches aren't doing a great number there. Um, So I think there's some coaching issues. Uh, I think there's a general manager issue because he refuses to get a puck-moving defenseman in an era that requires one. Um, and I, but I don't think that, uh, there's, you know, terrible weakness up front. I think yeah. there's a lot of talent up front, but good, I, I read, Brian, I read a stat earlier today. I believe it was on donicoulis.com. The Canadians to make the playoffs or on what you would think it would take you to make the playoffs have to go I know 41, I did that. Yeah, 20 I did that. and 11 the rest of the way. Okay. Yeah, I did it differently. I didn't do ties, but they had to have 46 wins. Okay, this is what I'm getting at. (laughs) (laughs) If it's not going to happen, Brian, if it's not going to happen, Jeff Molson becomes very pivotal in this whole equation here. Jeff, either you got to make the decision. Do you think Mark Bergevin is the man for the job to turn this around and to put something together that will be sustainable? Because mm-hmm. everything up until now has never been sustainable. Or is it someone else? And if it is, let's get on with it so the coach can know exactly what to do. Because right now, the coach is going to play the rest of the way to win games. And Brian, to win games without all those elements, I'm going to tell you what my fear is, but I get it. I understand it. If he does it, I understand it because he needs to win games. Is that they are going to tighten up and trap like you've never trapped before. Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to win hockey games and not make the playoffs, I at least want to be entertained. Like yeah. I've been proning and preaching for the rebuild for the longest time. And people say to me, yeah, but it didn't work with Edmonton. Yeah, but you know what? 
They have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, so I would watch every game with a smile because I'm going to be entertained. And I'm just worried that right now they are going to trap and defend and be non-entertaining unless Dominic Ducharme is told, Dom, we're going rebuild and we're going to handle it this way. Yeah. All right. Well, there are two thoughts that I have based on what you said. And the first thought is when people talk about rebuild and whether that's going to ultimately be successful, I only know this. Out of the last 40 champions, they all had stars, except for maybe the St. Louis Blues and the New Jersey Devils. So, yeah, there are a couple outliers. The Devils had a star, their goalie. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But usually I meant in terms of, you know, I hear you. I hear you. Sidney Crosby. But yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, um, ultimately, you have to have the best players to win cups. Uh, and congratulations to the Canadians to go as far as they did with that lineup. Unbelievable. But they didn't win the cup. Stars win cups. Uh, and they have since the beginning of time. And that's the way it's supposed to be in sports. The best players are supposed to win cups. So, yes, the Oilers have not put it together. But you would certainly rather be them with that base than what Montreal has as a base. I mean, you need stars and then compliment them. And then you have a winner. That's been that way since the history of sports, as it should be. And then the second thought I have is... Can I just add on to that, though? Can I just add on to that? Absolutely. Is that the Canadians had a chance in in, in, with Galchenyuk's draft year and with Kakanyemi's draft year to draft a star. But they didn't, the Canadians, but they didn't... No, no, no. Who was the star? No, what I'm saying is their misfortune in the Galchenyuk year, there really wasn't a star. So when you rebuild, when you rebuild... If yeah, you're near the bottom for several years, the law of averages is you're going to end up drafting a star. But if you're terrible one year and then terrible six or seven years later, yeah. and you draft by need once or twice or you have a bad draft, you probably come out empty-handed. Sure. And I mean, sometimes, you know, it doesn't always work out. Like, see, people always say it doesn't always work out, but this is not the argument, whether it works out or doesn't work out all the time or not. The argument is you have no chance without it. Correct. A hundred percent. It's it's not. Well, it didn't work for Buffalo. Shall set you free. But it worked for Toronto. That's not what the discussion is. The discussion isn't about whether it worked for this team or didn't work for that team. The discussion is without it, it never works. So now, will Jeff Molson have the no, maybe courage? I didn't say that right. Maybe he didn't hear me right. There. Yeah. We don't know if it's going to work like it did, you know, for a winning team that got the cup. We don't know if it's going to work. We don't know if it's not going to work, like for Buffalo, for example. But we do know this. If you don't get the stars, you have no chance. And Correct. the stars are picked in the top five. And the more times you pick in the top five, the better chance you have of getting it right. Brian, Stamkos and Hedman. Yes, they got had, it right. Yes, they had other players. I realize that. Palat, Kucherov, uh, sure. Braden Point. I get that. Uh, uh, Stamkos Dowdy went number and one. Kopitar. I mean, there's cups all Stamkos over the place. went number one. Kane and T- Hedman and went Kane. number two. Kane went one. Taves went three. Ovechkin yeah. went one. Backstrom went four. Fleury went one, Malcolm went two, Stahl went two. These are all teams that have won the Stanley Cup. Sackick and Forsberg, and they all happen to be centers generally. Malkin and Crosby. I mean, all we're saying is there's there's no guarantee, yeah. but it ain't happening without you drafting top five generally. That's speaking. right. And my second point, because I know we're over 20 Tell minutes in here. Okay, it's all good. This up. 
Mark Bergevin, you talked about him. And all I want to say here is, and I've never said this before publicly, but I do believe his time is up. And I think his time is up in terms of, and I'm not saying like fire him right today or tomorrow or whatever, but I do believe his time is up. And here's why. Um, I honestly believe that he has a, a hole in his thinking. And I've been very patient for him to fill the hole. And it, it feels like he refuses to fill the hole and he will never fill the hole. He will never admire a puck moving defenseman. And, and if he cannot admire a puck moving defenseman, then he cannot create a cup winner. He cannot create a consistent, high quality, championship caliber team because there's no such thing without a dominant, both sides of the ice, puck moving defenseman. If he can't like that, if he continues to want David Savard, it's not going to happen for him. Man, did David he, Savard he, get, he, did he get slow he in the loves, last six months or what? Holy jumping. He loves him. He loves he loves who he was. That's why I keep making the Dorian Gray reference. He loves who he was as a defender, Tony. He thinks that's the prototype of a good defender. So he goes out and he gets Carl Ausner. And he goes out and he gets David Savard. And they are not, you know, well, I picked two examples where they're not really good. But let's say Joel Edmondson. And he goes and he gets Joel Edmondson. And now the example here is Joel Edmondson by himself is not a terrible hockey player. He's a very good hockey player. But you can't just have a bunch of Joel Edmondsons. You can't just have a bunch of David Savards. And until he removes the picture of Dorian Gray in front of him and sees himself as the prototype of a good defenseman and refuses to replace an Andre Markov that he stumbled upon and then treated poorly, it's not going to happen for him. And well, if he proves to me that I, 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 I don't know if he treated him poorly. I mean, well, a he, lot of he people off- say he did. In terms he offered of the contract him offer that he got, and in terms of not wanting him back. But that's another argument yeah, for another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, of if course. You don't like yeah. it, that's fine. Yeah. and I'll accept that too. And if I've been too bold on that statement, I'm not dying. I'm, this is not the place that you know I take a bullet. Uh, but look at Sergeyev, for example. There's a prototypical defenseman that Trevor Timmons drafts, and then is not valued. And so through his tenure, which is coming on 10 years now, how many years? Yeah, uh, May 2nd, 2012 will be 10. Okay, so, you know. So 2022, May 2nd. We're coming to it. Through his entire tenure, how many puck moving, two-way, you know, defensemen has he really, really valued? Like even even on the market this year, I love Dougie Hamilton. I don't know if he would have won him, but... Did he make a play for him? I didn't hear that they were ever in the mix for that defense. I don't I don't know about that. Um I, I would say this. I would sit down with him and say, um, are you ready? Like if I would go rebuild, would you be ready to go rebuild? And if he's not ready to go rebuild, then I would find someone who is. And he has to know that if he is ready to go rebuild. You cannot go rebuild with Carey Price and Brendan Gallagher. Those contracts have to be off the books, and I get it. An expansion team didn't want to take Carey Price, and they didn't want to take him for nothing. But you have to find a way. You have to find a way. You cannot go rebuild with Price and Gallagher with their contracts. You can't. 
Well, it depends. You're talking about a full rebuild. I, you know, I, I, I don't think the team needs to do full rebuild. I mean, I'm going to disagree with you there. I think there's a lot of talent. I think that they need to spend their money wisely and up and get some contracts off the books, get a 1C, get a puck-moving defender, and I think that they can turn it around a lot faster. But if you're not going to go... Can. Brian, pardon me, if you're not going to go full rebuild, I'm not so sure you're going to be drafting in the top five, and I'm not so sure you're okay. going to get those best stars. For me... You either you either you either uh, go big or go home. Like yeah, I'm going to agree with you in terms of you want to be a championship caliber club and get a Crosby and a Malkin. I mean, yeah, that that would take a lot of pain. That's what uh, I want. Yeah, it would take a lot of pain. But I mean, this is a pretty talented club at the forward position. They just you're getting manhandled down the middle. But uh, you know, a lot could change if they got a one C and then suddenly Nick was facing yeah. the second best players and Dvorak was playing the third best players. That'd be a completely different team. You get a puck mover so you're not always stay at home. The wingers are real good. I mean, you look at the numbers historically of a lot of the players. They've they got, got some good careers in there, winger-wise. Um, so I don't really think that it's a must to do a rebuild. But if you want it to be a champion, you know, you and I are on the same page there. you you got to go through some pain. you got to draft, you know. The Ottawa Senators are actually right now probably ahead of the Montreal Canadiens in terms of where they could be in five years. I, I, would, I know that's, I, I you know, that doesn't, so, yes. nobody wants to hear that. Yeah, but, I would know, say Tim so. Tim Stutzel is going to be a bloody star. He's a star. He's you a know? star. And, he, and even Shane Pinto is going to turn into a hell of a hockey player, I think, and nobody even really knows him. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, they got, they got a lot of good players there. And... And look at their decor. Pinto was a Hobie Baker nominee by the candidate. Absolutely. He lost and out look to, at their uh, decor. They've already got a first pair. When Sanderson comes, they've got a first pair with Shabbat. I mean, that's what you want. You want a first and those, pair. That can and play those are two minutes. guys that move the puck, Brian. Those are Absolutely. two guys that move the puck. They're two guys puck. that move the puck. So they got good depth down center. They got a really, you know, hard to play winger. They're going to have a first pair D of 25 to 30 minutes. They don't got a goalie yet, but goalie comes last in my uh, estimation when you build. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there. I don't know if you and I have ever agreed more. I don't know what it is, but anyway, it's kind of cool. Let's do it again <laughs> no, sometime soon. Philosophically, we've always been on the same page. I think always. so too. Let's do it again sometime soon. All right, cheers. All right, cheers. Now we make some money. Money, 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 money. Stuck for sick bits. Brought to you by my bookie. It's your bets on my bookie. You go to mybookie.ag slash the sick podcast and use code sick picks to double your deposit. Bet, win, get paid. It's the Canadians and the Detroit Red Wings, and Nick Suzuki wants to get out of his funk, and Jonathan Drouin is probably going to be centering a line with Josh Anderson and Mike Hoffman. So there's some tinkering there. Uh, Toffoli's back with Suzuki. So many guys want to get out of their slump. So many guys want to get scoring goals. I don't think Detroit's a team that they're going to be scared of. I'm not saying they're going to win, but you will see goals. The game will go over. I'm putting two units on that one. Marinaro, sick podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Cherry River Hard Seltzer. Only 90 calories, natural flavors, and no preservatives. Now available in Quebec Grocers and the Beer Store. And Johnny Bootlegger's Whiskey Old Fashioned is both refreshing and authentic to the classic cocktail. Available now at Saks near you.